Welcome to AFC North Talk featuring Sonny of SZG Sports representing the Baltimore Ravens, Quincy Carrier representing the Cleveland Browns, Ace Boogie representing the Cincinnati Bengals, and myself, Tony Serino, representing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Today on the show, we're going to be talking all things NFL Draft as we preview this Thursday's start to the NFL Draft. We're going to look at what the Bengals should be looking for beyond, of course, their first overall selection of Joe Burrow. We'll talk about the Browns, some of their offensive line issues, and where else they're going to be looking to draft as they have many picks, uh, not only Thursday, but going forward into Friday and Saturday. The Ravens potentially looking at a running back and, and how good that offense was last year with Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson. Could they actually add to that, or are they going to go more with a wide receiver, multiple wide receivers in this draft? We'll also talk about what the Steelers should do at running back. Of course, they have James Conner, but he's been hurt. There's rumors about Leonard Fournette. We'll talk about what they're going to do, and, we'll, and then we'll do a mock draft. We're going to do a seven-round mock draft. All four of us are going to be selecting for our team, so check that out. Remember, this is not just a podcast. This is a YouTube show as well, so check us out on YouTube, AFC North Talk on there. We stream live on Monday nights, 8.30. So if you want to be a part of the chat, check us out on YouTube. Okay, so we should be live, but okay, now we should be live. I don't know. Now is the counter. Okay, so we should be live. Please, thumbs up if audio sounds good. I saw the, the video coming up here. Audio sounds good. Um, I'm going to introduce myself. Each of them will introduce themselves. That way you can make sure everybody's uh, sound looks good. You know, SEG Sport, Ravens fan here. The one and only Kings of the North for the past two years. The rest, you know, they want to, but they can't get there. They'll try this year. They'll fail again. But anyway, I'm going to get with Mr. Burroughs era starts Thursday. I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for, of course, uh, having us on. Glad to always return and do this roundtable with you guys. I'm super excited for the draft Thursday. Ready for this mock. Let's get it. Tony. Yeah, absolutely, man. This is listen. This is the Super Bowl of the offseason, right? This is this is why we this is why we watch all that tape, right? So I'm excited for this week, even though the Steelers don't have a first round pick. I'm gonna be kind of quiet on today's show, and for well, I won't be quiet. The Steelers will be quiet. I, I, I'm I'm sure I'll make a show of it. Uh, you know, and I guess I'm gonna be spending every single pick tonight uh, explaining why I'm not taking a quarterback. But if I, you know, I guess by the seventh round, hopefully uh, everybody agrees. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, how you guys doing? Um, been really digging into my research for the draft within the last two weeks. I think I have some interesting things coming for this mock draft, so stay okay. tuned. So guys, we, we will love questions as we go. So please, obviously, making fun of Tony, it, it's just a, it's I don't necessarily. It's not making right. fun. Minka Fitzpatrick is a first-team All-Pro. First-team okay. All-Pro. <laughs> um, but here's a question for Quincy. Quincy, can you see the question, by the way? Yes, I can. Okay. You want me to read it? Sure. All right. This comes from Panos. I'm just going to mispronounce that. So, you know, <laughs> PG. This comes from my boy PG. Uh, considering the fact that Isaiah Simmons can play both linebacker and safety, should the Browns draft him if he's available at 10 and go round two for an offensive tackle need? All right. So I was actually – I have an interview that's going to drop in pieces tomorrow um, with a guy named Vach Lombardi. He's a very respected draft analyst on YouTube. Um, and he was talking to me about Isaiah Simmons. And he says, Isaiah Simmons would be an interesting piece for a team because he can be that Tampa two linebacker to Mike in the Tampa two system. And he would be very useful um, in a system that's trying to go against Lamar Jackson. So I do see the attractiveness of an athletic freak like Isaiah Sim Simmons in that kind of a role. Um, but 
if it comes at the risk of missing out on one of those premium offensive linemen or Derrick Brown, I don't think it's worth it because ultimately we saw last year that the offense will not get off the ground if you can't get the trenches right. And I don't think it's going to matter if you have Isaiah Simmons or Odell Beckham on the edges of your offense and defense if you don't have your trenches right. And right now the Browns don't have their trenches right and they need to get it right before everything else. Anybody else wants to comment on that? I mean, Simmons is a great prospect, obviously, but uh, I, I think Quincy's right. Look, they, they have a glaring need on the offensive line in Cleveland that they have to patch that up uh, because you're, you know, look, and we, we talked about this on previous uh, shows, right? This is a make or break year in a lot of ways for Baker Mayfield. If they don't surround him with the kind of talent that they need offensively, and right now what they need is a better offensive line, uh, then they, they're not going to know what they have at quarterback, and that's going to you know set this franchise back once again. So Simmons is a really interesting prospect, but I think Quincy's right offensive line is just too glaring a need. Yeah, I think there's a debate between if Derek and Isaiah Simmons are there both, which I doubt it, a 10, which you pick. But there's no doubt. Tackle, this is why I keep telling my guys on my channel, tackles get a little bit overdrafted because tackles are so hard to find. And once you have it, you covet it. I mean, look, the Browns had Thomas for the longest time, and that is a blessing. Whoever you can find that and you can plug it there, I mean, we have it right now with Stanley, and um, and I know um, AC. Hopefully, uh, Williams is also for you guys this year, and it's super hard. So that's why I would not be surprised if at least four to probably at least four tackles go in the top ten, um, in, in this year's draft. Now, say a sim. I think the question also comes because somebody there. I saw a mock draft having Cleveland trading up to four. To get, I say, a Simmons and one of these, um, might, might have been CBS. That would be um, I, that would, would be, I think so too. That would be dumb. I would I say, mean, just being that the Bengals are in a similar position to the Browns when it comes to having weaknesses on the offensive line and at linebacker, I think that what you guys are saying is correct. You don't pass on any of those top flight offensive linemen for a linebacker. Yes, Isaiah Simmons is definitely the best linebacker head and shoulders above everyone else in this class but you can also get a linebacker in the second or third round if you wait to do that with the offensive line the drop off is going to be tremendous and I think if you have a guy like Andrew Thomas sitting there I'm personally as a Bengals fan hoping that Andrew Thomas isn't drafted by the Browns and I would be more worried about Andrew Thomas getting drafted to the Browns than Isaiah Simmons yeah yeah, it comes down to positional value, right? I mean, and we're not even talking about the positional value of tackle versus linebacker. It's linebacker versus quarterback, right? Because what you're doing by drafting a, an offensive lineman is enabling your, you know, first pick overall quarterback. So, yeah. yep. So there's some question there for Tony. Uh, why oh. are you hating on quarterbacks? Is basically what he's saying. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not hating on quarterback. I just look. There's there's no value of taking a quarterback late in the draft, right? Um, and the Steelers have so many other needs right now at depth positions that I think a late round pick, whether it be a wide receiver, offensive lineman, defensive line, edge, cornerback, safety, linebacker. I mean, I think there's I think there's a ton of other spots on the roster of a guy who can make an impact right away, even on special teams, uh, rather than taking a quarterback who you're going to take a flyer on. When the Steelers are ready to, to draft their replacement for Ben Roethlisberger, it's going to come via a first round pick again. I look, I know they still believe in Mason Rudolph. I do not. Uh, but they believe in Mason Rudolph as a backup, at least. And that's why I think they're comfortable going into 29 or 2020 with Ben as the starter and Mason as the backup. And then, you know, my boy Duck is still around. 
Hey, Tony, I got a question for you regarding the quarterback thing. Sure. Say you start off the season and Ben kind of just like he looks kind of done, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't look like Ben anymore. Um, would you entertain the possibility of just like, you know, bottoming it out in order to get Trevor Lawrence? Um, I mean, like, um, it's not very Steeler of the Steelers to do such a thing, but, right. you know, it, it it would become a real possibility if Ben Sealing this year – like say you know worst case scenario he looks like maybe six and ten maybe eight and eight if he really can get it going right, um, right. what do you well, okay let's let's, let's uh, two things there right one I think the problem with talking about well if Ben has a slow start you know do you do you just bottom out the problem is Ben always has a slow start to the seasons right I mean you remember the last two times he started against the Browns opening day right not good performances from Ben I think he threw four interceptions in that game in the rain mm-hmm. um, yeah he, yeah, he was definitely. bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been bad to start. I mean, he was bad in New England last year, bad in Seattle before the elbow injury. Um, and he's going to be rusty because he didn't play last. Yeah, he didn't play. He's got he's got to get on the same page with with James Washington and Deontay yeah. Johnson. Yeah, I expect Washington. a slow start to the season from Ben. Anyway, now if we get to mm-hmm. midseason and it's still struggling, right? I, look, I question whether or not this team, with what they have defensively, could they really go like five and eleven or or you know four and twelve? I just don't think so. Get, considering that they had Mason Rudolph and Duck at quarterback. For the majority of the time last year, I don't think the defense is going to get you know significantly worse. We're going to take an eight and eight team with Duck and Mason, and with even with a bad Ben Roethlisberger, I still feel like eight and eight, seven and nine. You know, I, I guess maybe you could throw six and ten in there if some things if the ball bounced their way uh, or doesn't bounce their way. But um, now, I, look, I would look as a fan, Quincy. Of course, I would love to bottom out if Ben. If Ben looks like he's done, right by midseason, it's like okay, this elbow thing is is over. Right. They, you know, maybe we need to start putting Mason in, right? If that's talk starts happening. Yeah. Let's bottom out and get Trevor and let's, you know, cause we've talked about this before. I do not want to sit in quarterback hell, even though I know that that is that, that future is coming for Pittsburgh. Yeah. So say you're at week six and the Steelers are two and two and four, right? You're going into week seven, mm-hmm. you're two and four. Ben, hey, you know, he, right. he's been looking, uh, you know, okay. You got a decision to make there, you know, because, you know, it's very possible you can rally this out and even it out at eight and eight, maybe make the playoffs with the extra seat that they're going to add this year um, and try to fight for that. But is that going to be worth it? Losing to Kansas City in the first round or Baltimore in the first round um, versus, you know, maybe being in a situation where you can have Trevor Lawrence versus whoever's going to be the mid round first round guy next year. I don't even know or have a clue who that guy is going to be. Um, yeah. Maybe like um, well, what's the guy at Ohio State? Um, I forgot. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. But yeah, I forgot yeah. his name. Yeah, so maybe yeah, him. Yeah. So you know, it, it, there's a big difference there. And if you're two and six at at well, two and four at that point in the season, mm-hmm. you know, you do have some serious questions to answer. And you know, it's just it's going to be an interesting thing where culture lines up with the future, and you know, everything lines up historically. The Steelers aren't going to make that choice. I just wonder if that's going to be something that's going to bite them in the butt. Right. And I think, well, I think they had, you know, it's interesting because they had that choice this year, right? I mean, they, you know, basically trading Minka or trading for Minka, right? Trading that first round pick at the time, the week Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt. So they, they haven't, they haven't seen Mason Rudolph start a game yet. They, you know, they didn't know they were going to have to go to duck later in the year, but they still made the calculation. Like we're, we're not going to bottom out as, as an organization. So we're going to, we're going to trade for a guy who we think can change our defense and we're going to try and ride this thing out and be, you know, even average would be fine. Uh, and that's what they did. And so I think they would do, look, they would do the same thing in 2020, right? They would try to ride it out. Absolutely. You know, seven and nine makes the playoffs. Then, you know, seven and nine Steelers are making the playoffs in 2020. What happened with it? Have, has there any discussion of bringing 30 for 30? 
30 for 30. Oh, no, no, no. Jameis? <laughs> I think it's a no, hell of a backup. I'm on board. I, the longer this goes on, I all of a sudden become on board. Okay, hear me out on hear me out on why I'm on board for Jameis all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Because, <laughs> because it, for me, it was always about price tag, right? You know, look, if I can bring Jameis in for, let's say, $5 million this year, and then it, like, escalates in 2020 – Absolutely, as an insurance policy. Look, I think I think Jameis Winston on the Pittsburgh Steelers is not going to throw 30 interceptions. Now, he's probably going to throw a lot. But let's not forget, the last time Ben Roethlisberger started for the Steelers in 16 games, and that was two years ago, he threw the most interceptions in the league. Uh, so, the, you know, the Steelers, and, and he threw for 5,000 yards that year. The Steelers were 9-6-1, and one, and really, you know, were competing with the, they beat, they were the last team to beat the Patriots that year. They were very competitive with the Saints. They could have made the playoffs that year. You know, they, they collapsed mm-hmm. down the stretch, but... Um, no, I think I think they could make things work with Jameis Winston. It avoids quarterback hell. Though. I, don't think it, I don't think it puts them in a situation to necessarily win a title, but it, it avoids the kind of quarterback hell that I think all of you are very much looking forward to Pittsburgh going through. I'm <laughs> interested to see how that will work from a from a office politics standpoint with Jameis Winston <laughs> and Big Ben both in there just right. because you know uh Jameis Winston doesn't strike me as the type of dude who's gonna be like you know I'm gonna just hold the clipboard and do my thing right. and, you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay yeah. quiet and be out the way I don't feel like that's Jameis's personality and something strikes me about Big Ben that Big Ben probably ain't gonna be too cool with having well, a dude who was drafted I mean, overall let's be honest Big Ben got salty when they drafted Mason Rudolph in yes, the third did. round Mason Rudolph can't play football right. like James Winston can play a little bit of football like I, I, I agree think, yeah. but my point to you is he got salty just in a matter that they drafted a guy if they actually bring right, well, they drafted his replacement right w. yeah <laughs> and they drafted his replacement right I mean you know the, the competitor and Ben should get a little upset I'm like hey man listen you know, especially look, and I I understand why he got upset. I, I I actually thought he was right to be upset. He was wrong to air it publicly. That was a year the Steelers were coming off of a thirteen and three season. They had an embarrassing loss in the playoffs to the Jaguars, but they had some holes to fill on that team that they did not. Specifically, inside linebacker. Okay, remember John Bostic starting for the Steelers? He was atrocious. Uh, and the Steelers did not address inside linebacker that year. Instead, they drafted a developmental tackle in Chucks uh, Okorafor and then Mason Rudolph, two players who had no impact on the 2017 season. Ben Roethlisberger was absolutely right to be angry that they wasted a third-round pick on Mason. He was wrong to air it publicly. Fair. So, Ace, there's a question for you. Sure. Uh, so it seems that we want to talk about Mixon's holdout. Uh how could this really affect or what what could it be? Could it potentially be a Melvin Gordon situation? Uh, I kind of talked about this the other day. Melvin Gordon, as we know, was in a contract situation where he essentially held out for four games. It really backfired on him. He ended up coming back and caving in. However, at the end of the day, he ended up signing for $8 million on a one-year deal. Didn't even sign in the first week, if I'm not mistaken. And then that money was essentially given to Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler actually ended up having more guaranteed money in his contract than Melvin Gordon even ended up getting, which is crazy. So that was a complete disaster for him. It was, in my opinion, worse than the Le'Veon Bell situation because he lost a ton of money and essentially just took a huge L. So essentially what happened is we're hearing that Joe Mixon is holding out for a new deal. He is supposedly said that if he does not receive a brand new deal from the Bengals is that he's going to apparently hold out uh, during training camp and possibly this season. He hasn't mentioned the season, but he did say that he was going to hold out for me just from doing some research, apparently in the new CBA that they just changed 
He cannot do that. If he does do that, he will not accrue a season. So he will not be able to uh, hold out and come back next year and be on another team. He'd still be on the Bengals. For me, it doesn't make sense, and he's really playing a dangerous game because the Bengals have enough behind him to actually not really worry about him not being there because they do have Giovanni Bernard, who's more than capable. They also have Rodney Anderson, who really flashed last year in preseason. Ended up getting injured. He's had a pretty bad injury history, dating all the way back to college. Actually, block actually backed up Joe Mixon. I'm sorry, in college and was very capable. Was supposed to be a way earlier guy um, in terms of the draft, but because of that injury, kind of fell under that scope. So for me, it's bad for him because we have a more than capable backfield that is in place and also just signed uh, Jacquez Patrick, a running back from. Uh, Tampa from the XFL, who actually is a former Florida State Seminole and is a former five-star recruit from high school, so he's no slouch. So they're pretty much prepared to take on that. And then he's in a situation where he literally has no leverage, and that's what I say when we talk about this, because in the Chargers situation, Melvin Gordon had absolutely no leverage. Uh, Joe Mixon's in the same area exactly possibly even worse just because he doesn't have as much money as guys like Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell. So this is a guy that's playing on a $4 million deal. Can he really hold out and pass on offers from the Bengals in order to make a statement where if the Bengals get Joe Burrow in and let's just say he goes two and one, automatically there's no need for us to have Joe Mixon and he's replaceable. Where where are you on paying running backs in general, right? Like the Christian McCaffrey deal. Right. So for me, for me, this didn't come as a surprise to me because the Bengals were reportedly far apart from Mixon before the Christian McCaffrey deal even happened. And mm-hmm. so when the Christian McCaffrey deal happened, I was just like, oh, my God, there's no way that I could give him 16 million a year. There's no way that I could give Joe Mixon that. Now, right. if we're talking about 10 to 11 million a year, I can get behind that. But Christian McCaffrey is essentially a wide receiver because he's able to also have a thousand receiving yards yeah. in, in comparison to Joe Mixon, who had 200. So he's not Christian McCaffrey. He's not. In my opinion, I kind of got into this with other Bengals fans. I love Joe Mixon, but I cannot definitively say that he's better than Derrick Henry right now. There's a lot of people saying that Joe Mixon is a top five running back and he deserves Zeke money. And I'm like, he's not Zeke. Like, I love Joe Mixon. He's a great player. Ezekiel Elliott, to me, is the best running back in the NFL. There's no way that he has that kind of leverage. And there's no way that we should be paying him near that amount of money, in my opinion. So to me, the most that I would probably go with Joe Mixon would be 10 to 11 million a year. Um, And that's simply because not only is he a running back, he's low key, the best offensive player for the Bengals. Now, I a lot of people are going to say AJ Green, I'm one of the biggest AJ Green fans that you will meet. But I would have to say right now at this moment in time in 2020 and possibly last season that Joe Mixon has been the best offensive player on the Bengals. So that would be the only reason as well as him being uh, a character injury. I mean, not character, but uh, energy guy. He's really he's really got positive energy. He's really put out leadership vibes since he's been there. I know that sounds crazy because given his history, but he's really a guy that doesn't give up and he's really a guy that doesn't quit. And the Bengals really need that kind of personality in the locker room. Have you guys heard these rumors of uh, Leonard Fournette getting traded? Yes. Over the last couple of days, the Steelers are supposedly 
involved in this. Yes. They ought to do bit. that. They need For it. The, like the, Steelers, the thing with the Steelers, I think that they need to do is like whether they're going to have a quarterback or not. You know, the thing that gets slept on with running backs is that if you have a good enough running back, your offense can run on that back for at least two years. You know, mm-hmm. the Titans were really doing the thing with uh, what Derrick Henry, where mm-hmm, they're yeah. just kind of just jump starting that offense with Derrick Henry and then just, you know, having. Ryan Tannehill piggyback behind him and get the easy throws they are going to open up because of the run game. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, look, you know the situation at quarterback. Whether Ben comes back and he's Ben or not, it's going to be kind of a kind of a you know kind of a guessing situation. Yeah, it's a question nothing, mark. Oh, it's absolutely not, a question mark. Nothing's yeah. guaranteed. And if you're the Steelers, like, hey, you know that um, you know James Conner is not going to carry your offense. You know that Juju right. Smith Schuster is not going to carry your offense. You might want to get an engine. And I think a dude, if Leonard Fournette could stay healthy, um, right. I think he'd be a better candidate for right. that. I think you might be able to get away with like a J.K. Dobbins in the draft, but that's getting ahead of myself. Right. But well, well, the I'm ideal about- of drafting somebody or signing somebody that can be an engine to your offense that's not a quarterback is not a ridiculous one at all. No, no, I, th- I think the Steelers definitely one of their big needs this year is going to be running back. And in fact, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin talked earlier today at a at press conference. And uh, it, look, you had to read between the lines. Obviously, they're not going to come out and say we're taking a running back. But, you know, you read between the lines what they're saying. They are they they like the top of this running back class. And I think, you know, a guy like Jonathan Taylor, I think Cam Akers, either of those guys uh, could be Steelers. Those are the kind of, you know, the, the, the bigger backs that they look for. I, I, I love Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but 5'7", 200 is just not a guy that they're going to take. Um, there's my problem with Fournette, right? One, it's the contract, right? We talk about money with mixing the $10 million. I don't want to pay $4 million for Leonard Fournette, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm on board with like draft running backs, pay them nothing. And then, you know, like just sweep them out and like bring another one in. Right. And I know that sucks for the players. And, and I, I feel bad for that, that. That's where the running back position is right now, but that's where the value in the position is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Fournette's in a, in a contract year, if I pay him 4 million this year, I got a, I got a fifth year option him next year. I don't want a fifth year option, Leonard Fournette. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, like you said, I'd rather have a J.K. Dobbins, a DeAndre Swift, a, a, you know, a, a Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, any of those guys. Yeah, I see where you come from with the whole running back. Maybe you don't want to pay him that much. Here's the thing that I'll say where you can push back on that a little bit when it comes to running backs getting paid mm-hmm. is that they running backs are disposable. If you have a quarterback, yes. if you have an offense in place, right, if you don't then they're not really that. That's why the Panthers have to pay Christian McCaffrey that money because ultimately right. he's the offense. You're not going to tell me that Teddy Bridgewater, like I like Teddy Bridgewater, but Teddy Bridgewater ain't the engine to that offense. It's going to be all centered around Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, but I, I would argue that if you don't if you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter what the rest of your offense is. Like you're not going to win a Super Bowl, so it, you know it doesn't matter. I mean, you're, you're, you might make the you might pull a Derrick Henry thing off where you know you you make a cute couple upsets and then. You know, All you I'm saying you is that there's a fan of a team here in this chat right now that has won um, two Super Bowls with two quarterbacks that not many people would deem positives we, at the quarterback position. Right. It's a, it's a different um, era. Different yeah. era. Well, that yeah. 2012's not that exactly. much of a different area. There oh, okay. But Flacco played fantastic in that run. Flacco, you know, he had an out-of-body experience. And I thank him for it because that Super Bowl led to him getting the greatest contract of all time. And sending that team into a spiral. So, saying, like if you have a good enough offense, you got a good enough running back around there, you can hang around to where your mediocre quarterback can't have those four good games. Look at uh right. Philadelphia. You know, a- a- anybody who could play starting level quarterback in the NFL can get hot for a few games. That's not really unheard of. Um, it's just 
being able to get to that point and support yourself to where you're not a negative in the offensive category like Mason Rudolph is making the Steelers kind of a right. negative in the offensive category despite what was going on around him, I think is yeah. also important. What well, about it's good, though? Like if you guys had Zeke on your team, you'd you'd pay Zeke the money. You got Steelers? Yes. If you yeah, had a course, Zeke but that's because we have the all around it, right? We have a good offensive line, good wide receiver. Right. That's right. Well, you guys are going to question the wide receivers, but I believe they're good. <laughs> <laughs> quarterback play, which you guys will also question. I believe it's going to be fine, right? All of those pieces mean that, of course, if you had Zeke to the Steelers offense, they're going to be fantastic. But yeah, I think, okay. you know, look at Le'Veon Bell and the Jets, right? Le'Veon Bell, I think, is the most talented running back in the league. But you put him on a team with no weapons, no offensive line, no talent offensively. He's not changing anything for them, right? You know, they're not going anywhere with that team. So, you know, that's that's my thing is I, I would rather have the, 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 the pieces around first, then add the running back. And, you know, again, it doesn't have to be like a top tier running back. Right? I mean, the, you know, the, the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl with Damian Williams. I mean, you know, and the 49ers had a couple undrafted guys, uh, you know, Matt Breida. Yeah, and uh, You guys don't have Mahomes. Yeah. But the Titans I, also made it to the AFC Championship solely yeah. behind Derrick Henry. Right. Um, and then we've seen what the running game has done for the Ravens yeah. in the AFC. So, I mean, like, there, there, there's a certain argument there that I would say is there for the running back to get paid. It's really situational. Right. I don't believe in saying, like, all running backs shouldn't get paid. Or, you know, like, they're having, like, this flat floor because they're just different systems and different circumstances. Right? And it's, it's definitely different situations because given that we have, you know, Joe Burrow on a rookie contract, we can actually afford to pay Joe Mixon that money. So yeah. it it really just depends on the situation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So let me do some rapid fire, fire so questions so we can start here. Yeah, uh, definitely. But so here's one for Quincy. Get him your quick answer for that. Okay. So how would Nick Nick Chubb's uh, touches be affected with mm-hmm. um with Kevin Stefanski? You know, people – I've seen some weird arguments, but, like, if you bring up the numbers from – uh from minnesota they weren't a balanced offense at all last year they ran the ball much more than they passed it um and much more efficiently than the browns did last year the browns were actually pretty balanced last year so i would look for the browns to be less balanced than they were last year um nick chubb is going to get a ton of uh looks there and i think kareem hunt's going to be used as a pseudo slot receiver too um also so in here i think this is one for for all of us but let me just do a very quick answer for him i think uh, and, and this is from the question of Coughlin not being in the Titans. I think mm-hmm. the big problem is, and this is where the Titans should draft a tackle to try to replace Coughlin. Derrick Henry, the way to stop him is try to hit him before he gets speed. Right? If he fi- if he passes that first level, it's gonna be hard to bring him down. He's a big boy, strong dude. So. Without Coughlin, the question is, that right side, is it going to get very weak that now he can get exposed and somebody can rush quick to that side and break that run before it happens? Uh, I think I think Cleveland did the right thing. They got a good right tackle. They shore up that side. I'm surprised the Titans didn't work. Coughlin has been more. kind of he's, – he's had some issues there with them. I could understand he, why they, they would let him go just because – there's some mental issues that he's had there. Not saying that it's going to continue with the Browns, but I could kind of see why they would they would move on from him. I understand, but the problem right now is that the we go back to the tackle play in the in the whole league is so hard to find a decent tackle. Even if you consider him decent, not great, mm-hmm. but it's so mm-hmm. hard. They still have Taylor Lewan, so they have yeah, their, that's, their best. That's on tackle. the one side. That's on the yeah, but you 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 literally had let's put it decent bookends, right? Let's not call him superstar, but at least a solid one. Right. And I think it would affect Henry, but 
What do you guys think? Uh, I think Derrick Henry is a rare human being that people don't want to tackle him. So I don't see someone <laughs> just saying like, oh, yeah, now it's wide open for me to tackle Derrick Henry. I'm going to do it. Um, I think that the Titans, they're in a situation where they're going to have to pay a lot of these guys, right? They just had to pay Tannehill. Somebody had to bite the bullet. They also had to franchise Derrick Henry. The thing is, one thing that I will say, although the Bengals don't have a good track record with it because our right tackle has been horrible the last couple of years, but you can find a right tackle in the second or third round. The Ravens did it with Orlando Brown. That you can actually fix. Now, left tackle, that's a totally different story. We're talking first round for sure, top 10, you know, top 20. But given the fact that they could probably take one of these guys in a very deep tackle class, by the way, they can probably get away with replacing Jack Conklin on that side. But I just think it would be hard to, to tackle Derrick Henry. I would not want to sign up for that. Yeah, yeah, I would say the same thing. Derrick Henry, Um, now he's not like the he doesn't accelerate fast. So I see what you're saying there, Sonny. Yeah. And he's not somebody who's going to explode through a hole. He's definitely somebody who's just going to wear out a defense over time. But I think what Tennessee does really well that a lot of teams uh, – don't do and especially like watching the Browns compare it to what Tennessee was doing is that they are very well coached on the NFL level and what I mean by that is that their blocking schemes are just very very good the way that they have these chips come off on um, the way that they're designed also the way that they're kind of like they're kind of making up for Derrick Henry's kind of faults as a runner by being able to let him get more into space and get that downhill momentum. It really reminds me, because if you watch Nick Chubb, um, Nick Chubb, most of his best plays are when he's able to get to the right and then go downhill, because once he goes downhill, he's a bowling ball. He's fast, he's hard to tackle, and he's very elusive. Um, it's kind of a similar way there, but you can see how the Browns don't execute it good um and the titans do and i think they'll be able to find somebody who could be at least serviceable so he doesn't fall off the face of the earth this year uh tony any any thoughts yeah no i, I look i think derrick henry's definitely in for a regression year i mean he had 1500 yards last year i think i think that comes down a little bit um and, you know certainly teams are going to come into to 2020 and, and make sure that uh you know his gigantic games don't happen but um yeah look obviously losing conklin's gonna gonna hurt I thought, but I thought he was going to have a regression year, regardless. Um, I am surprised, though, like like you, that they didn't keep him because they have the cap space to do it. Uh, they had the cap space to keep him, um, and so keeping that team intact probably was a, a smarter move. But we'll see what they do on Thursday. I think here we're all in agreement. The Andre Hopkins trade is the dumbest trade of the year so far. Easily, yeah, I mean, I mean if it, the, if the Brandon Cooks trade right behind it, but yeah. Hold yeah. on, I want to give an honorable mention to the Nick Foles trade. Okay. Oh, yeah. that, that, that was pretty dumb. That was that you didn't want to pay Teddy. You didn't want to pay a free agent quarterback. So you so you traded for the most overhyped, overpaid one. Yeah. What are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? Just, just it's been a lot. It's been a lot of bad trades, <laughs> which is why I can't wait for Thursday because all the technical difficulties they're going to have, right? That the teams reaching on players that they don't know about. I mean, this it's going to be just an absolute. Uh, I think quite the Bengals had one today, apparently i don't yeah. know if it was on purpose or if it was an actual technical difficulty but it was yeah. reported earlier that <laughs> yeah but it wasn't their fault right it was like the nfl's fault hey hey so we know how the Bengals get down they might call you for your help they might they might need you to uh, i'm like look we need some fiber optic connections guys this is not the time to be cheap mike brown no, exactly. mike brown like do we have any gentlemen who know how files works <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're over there, and you're walking into 
the um the Bengals facility and you hear the modem sound <laughs> as the dialogue, and you're oh, like, what? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was an AOL account that they were logging into with uh, one of those free trial discs. They got one of those AT and T routers you got at home for the whole like building, <laughs> the whole building. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like Troy is asking, what are the Bengals going to do with Dalton? Uh, essentially, they're probably going to end up cutting him. There's no way they're going to pay a backup $17 million uh, to, to take snaps behind Joe Burrow. Uh, there is a possibility that Dalton could come back, but it would have to be under a restructured contract. I think some of that $17 million definitely has been used on some of these free agents that we have brought in, and it just makes it an awkward situation. But for right now, I'd probably have to say that the Bengals are probably likely I'd probably say 80% are going to release Andy Dalton. Do, do you think the reason they're keeping him is on like the off, and I'm talking about like the 1% chance that someone like Miami comes in with like the sweetheart deal of a lifetime for number one overall and they go, okay, fine. You know, we'll take not it. For the, not for the number one deal, but I think that they're hoping that someone will say like a Jacksonville who's been rumored to possibly be a landing spot being that they have the connection to Jay Gruden there. And there's also been, of course, the Patriots of well that have checked in on them. I think if either one of those teams offer them any pick, I think they'll take it uh, okay. versus them just being able to release them. So you think they want to trade Dalton still? Yeah, I think they want to trade Dalton still. I think I'd even be willing to bet that they may try to hold on to him, possibly even after the draft, and wait until like some kind of injury happens during training camp or something like that where they can get him off. Gotcha. That's true, but it's just I think this is one of those weird years where the quarterback market is just so oversaturated. Yeah, like there, is. there are a lot of options out there that aren't like terrible options to go for. Cam which is like Newton. surprisingly no, Cam out there. Yeah, Cam. Like two, two former number one overall picks are out there, right. and guys who are very hyped number one overall picks, and Jameis Winston, Cam Newton are out there. Um, you could still get yourself an Andy Dalton if you really want it. Um, and then even in the draft, I mean, like hey, you're probably not going to be able to get Tua. Or, or um or Joe Burrow, like I would hope those two don't make any slides. But you know, you can still get yourself. You know, maybe you could try Justin. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts. Maybe you can, you know, go for a safe guy, an Andy Dalton level guy, and a Jake Fromm. Like, it, there, there's some options out there. It, right. it's just going to be that's why I think it's so hard for these guys to get moved and I think it's going to yeah. be hard on the quarterbacks too it's going to be hard for us because the Jacksonville thing I think it's clear that they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence right I think we can all agree that that's what they're doing I think that's part of the Leonard Fournette thing as well I think that they're just trying to essentially give themselves the best opportunity to have that number one pick next year and that's what worries me because if you get Andy Dalton it definitely helps your chances at least. That's why we ended up benching him after week eight because we knew that if we threw Ryan Finley in there, it's not going to be as as easy to try to come away with a win. So yeah. that's the only thing that scares me. Okay, so before we start the the, the mock draft, um, we guys, we're going to do seven-round mock draft. Everybody's picking their team. So obviously I have a couple, you know, I think I had like seven or eight picks. Ace has a bunch. Quincy has, and Tony's just an expectator for this one. <laughs> I have but, six picks. Listen, <laughs> later. But before we start, this is a last question back for Ace. Oh, Joe Burrow. If I had a choice between Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow, I'm going Joe Burrow. He had the most amazing college season that we've seen uh, in a while. A lot of people are saying since Andrew Luck. So yeah, I mean, uh, Joe I've, Burrow did ridiculous things and co- like really I was, me and uh i was talking about this with the guy it was just ridiculous like 
like in the playoffs against Clemson, which is like a very good defense. Right. Just absolutely taught him to shreds. It you guys just, don't you know, dock him at all for playing with all the talent that he played with? No. I mean, we ain't docking Tua. I mean, yeah, you should have to dock Tua as well. I was fighting that throughout the season. Was right, but you would dock Lawrence. I mean, look, Lawrence played with Etienne and and. uh, But like, here's here's my argument with like docking players for having talent around them. Mm -hmm. If you're playing with a ton of talent and you're not like in the MAC or the Sun Belt, you're probably playing against a ton of talent because you're either um, Mm -hmm. Ohio State or you're in the SEC. So you know, yeah, sure, he played with a ton of talent, but like. Let's not pretend like a bunch of the people getting drafted this year. I mean, look at all the LSU DBs and all the SEC mm-hmm. defensive backs that are slotted to go in the first two rounds. Yeah. He made them look ridiculous. Like he single-handedly helped people in the second round get a ton of corners because he just made Justin people look Jefferson. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this year. Jefferson's one of my favorite wide receivers in this draft. He's mine too. Um Okay, but here's here's my okay. If I had one pushback on Burrow, and look, I don't really have a pushback on Burrow. He's going to be fantastic, but like he is kind of a one year wonder, right? Whereas if, if we're talking Lawrence versus Burrow, I would say I would say Lawrence because he's you know because and Lawrence had some setbacks last year, especially the, the interceptions he threw. But I think Burrow in in, in his uh, what was it his junior year? Uh, right. Look, he wasn't fantastic. Now you got the new offensive coordinator. Obviously, you know that that offense last year was loaded with weapons, and, right. and he he lit it up. Lawrence is going to have done it now. You know, we'll, we'll see what he does in 2020, but he's going to have done it for three consecutive years unless he takes a major step back. I, I I mean, if that's the criticism for Joe Burrow, I get it. But you have to also realize in 2017, that was him coming to a brand new team, learning a brand new offense, right? There's going to be some growing pains there. But I think what I liked about the end of 2017 was how he ended it, right? Yeah. When you look at that that bowl game that they had against UCF, he yeah. comes out, he gets clobbered, they go down 10-0, to zero, and he shows – you know, the moxie to fight back and get back into that game and just have an amazing game. I think he threw for four touchdowns or something like that. But when you look at the end of 2017, you kind of see how he took that momentum and kind of rolled it into 2018. So that that's what kind of gave me some comfort, especially was that UCF game. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say also like to the one year wonder thing, like he was people knew he was going to be good at Ohio state. It was just that Dwayne Haskins had more of those flashy tools. Joe Burrow doesn't have like those flashy tools that are going to get you off the bench at a place like Ohio state where like he can't throw the ball a mile like Dwayne Haskins did. That's why Haskins got the nod because Meyer went with the upside there um, and didn't want to go with the finished product or what he thought was a finished product. But at the end of the day, I'll take anyone year wonder if they do for, 60 touchdowns, only six <laughs> interceptions <laughs> in the yeah, SBC. No, I, I think look, comparing him to Lawrence, though, right? Like, let's not sell Lawrence short because Lawrence, you yeah, know, came Lawrence in is- as a freshman. And and look, Kelly Bryant, who had lost what one game as Clemson starter. Oh, yeah. uh, Tony, and, you are know, you hoping Lawrence is your quarterback next year? Is this is why I'm, this I'm conversation? Getting ready. I'm, I'm, I'm laying the seat right <laughs> now for Lawrence. Uh, Lay down for Lawrence. I also think though, there's a <laughs> distinction between Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence because if you look at Joe Burrow, that's a game that's going to take significantly less infrastructure to kind of push to the NFL um, than a Trevor Lawrence, because Trevor Lawrence is a lot more like Cam Newton than people think. Mm-hmm. He's a lot more of a physical kind of runner, big arm kind of guy. Yeah. So you're going to have to have some things in place and kind of adjust around him in order to have him be in an immediately successful situation. Joe Burrow. I mean, well, like if you just watch, like he really wasn't in a system. Well, he was in a system last year, but like a lot of his plays were kind of like, out of rhythm just like him yep. and just yeah. straight just straight up like you, you know when you watch somebody drop a dime at the quarterback position you just like 
Yeah. Right. Come on, you get angry at your television set. Yeah, this is sometimes it, it sometimes it just takes people a while to develop and get their shot. And I guess, you know, he did his thing. Can't hate him. Oh, you know, Lawrence has one more year, right? So I'll, you know, he can he's gonna develop over the next year as well. Hey, and Trevor Lawrence could become a freak too next year, and we'll yeah. see what happens with that. But it's gonna be interesting. So, my guys, this is the conversation that you can expect in this channel. We can answer questions. And hopefully you're you're liking the show. Please make sure you hit the thumbs up as you're watching the show. If you're watching the replay, please hit that thumbs up. But this is what this channel is all about. Conversation between all AFC North. Just balance the debate. Anyway, let's get started with our draft. Yo, Burrow, man. Come on. Why are we even are we wasting this time? <laughs> let's let's ten. I, you know, I just want to make sure you, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I just want you know i just um tony if you want you can you can take a break yeah i was now. gonna get a water or something maybe <laughs> like a snack i'll see you guys in about a half hour okay so in this already yeah. in this draft there's all no tackle has been selected oh, in the wow. first nine picks yeah Derek so, brown is gone and um Derek Brown, Isaiah, Isaiah Derek Brown Simmons. went seven. Yeah. Tua went five. Isaiah Simmons, Jeffrey yep. Okuda. That makes sense there. Justin Herbert. So we got all the this tackles. Is the only, this is the only crazy pick that I see yeah. here. I mean, I expect the tackles Patrick to go Quaidus. quicker. Patrick hey, what, 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 eight? Hey, that happens Patrick. in the draft. You always have uh, one of those. I know. I know. What? But I'm, I'm just saying, in general, the rest is not unheard of, right? You're talking about Derek Brown at seven. That is a possibility. Simmons at four, then the two quarterbacks. Queens for me is an outlier there, but Derek Brown at seven. And CJ Henderson, if they cover the corner, right? Uh the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I can see that. Right. Anyway. So here is a perfect situation to where if this is what happens come draft day, I can promise you a hundred percent that back. the Browns might trade back. Because if, let's scroll up to see. Well, if we look at who's available after that, you have the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the San Francisco 49ers. You also have the Denver Broncos. They're at 15. Um, you have what? 14 uh, Buccaneers. The, yeah. Fal uh, the Falcons want to move up. Remember, the Falcons keep talking about wanting to move up. Yeah, the Falcons want to move up. Then you also have the Raiders there, too. So you have a team that's going to want one of these wide receivers that are also available because I do think CD Lamb is still there. So it's Henry all wide receivers. All of them. Judy. Um, so that, that's a situation where if I were the Browns, like, hey, like maybe you're not fully in love with Jedrick Wills. Like everybody else is, or like um, like some people are, and maybe you're okay with taking one of the other tackles. You can trade back, go to 13. You know he's going to be available there. Maybe even get a little dicey and trade back to 14 and get a little bit more there, um, and be able to take a Makai Becton there at 12 or 13. Um, so this is a perfect situation where the Browns probably would trade back a few spots just to probably get a third round pick or extra, you know. Maybe if they're lucky, a second if somebody's super desperate for somebody. Mm -hmm. um, but since we're just going to go straight up here, this could also be a spot for Herbert, right? Because no wide receivers off the board either. This is yeah. crazy. Yeah, the, the, the wide receivers not being off the board is what would guarantee this somebody's going to trade up because yeah. somebody is going to want the freaky deaky TB. Okay. So I have <laughs> yeah. a question for you guys based on that. I, I mean, this is one of the most fascinating drafts because we don't have the pro days, right? We don't. We, there's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. For me, if you're a team, example, the Jacksonville Jaguars and everything, and there's other teams that need a lot, Jets, for example, they might use a tackle, they can use a wide receiver. But in a deep class of wide receiver, would you go with the tackle or other positions before you hit on the wide receiver? I mean, I'm asking you guys, what do you right. think? 
No, this that's a really good point because that's something that was asked of, of Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert today during their pre-draft press conference, which was, look, if you have a position where it's very thin, are you going to take that guy versus a position with maybe with more need or a better player? But there's, you know, it's a it's a deeper draft. And he said, look, we would take we would take the thinner position, right? And I think I think for the Steelers, we're going to talk about this when we get to 49, but that's why I think running back is more likely than wide receiver there. But um, I think you're right. I think, you know, and what's interesting here is that you get the 10 picks of no wide receivers. And it is that because, you know, could that be because teams feel like, well, look, we can get, you know, we can still get a Jalen Rager in the second round. We can still get a Denzel mm-hmm. Mim, you know, one of these guys yeah. later on. As desperate as the Raiders have been to try to replace um, Amari Cooper since they traded him. And as much as the 49ers have really struggled to have a, a wide, like a real wide receiver there. I mean, they tried with Emmanuel Sanders last year. I just think those two spots, those two teams specifically are going to be desperate at that point to get there. And I think they both have the resources. Both of them, I think, have two first round. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. With the 49ers. They have two first round picks. They have the resources to move up and compete with each other. This is music to Andrew Barry's ear because like two teams with two with two picks in the first round are both desperate to have your spot. <laughs> right here because they're both trying to compete with each other to get the same dude. Um, And I think the Raiders are probably going to be more prone to do something stupid, like give you the extra first, um, (laughs) get a CD lamb. I think they'll do something stupid like that. Um, So, you know, you're in a dream spot here, but since we're doing this straight up, I my heart says Becton, but I I can't realistically suggest that they don't take Jedrick Wills at 10. If he's available, it's, Come on, this dude's a this. This is probably the best tackle in the draft. When we yes, pass blocking. very good technique, very good feet, very strong player. Can play the left or right side. Very versatile. I don't see how you don't do it. Tony, that's for you. That's a comment there for you. Yeah, I saw it. I, I, can we can we ban Troy from the chat? <laughs> <laughs> be salty, That's salty man. Okay, Troy, so here's Troy. where the Ravens go and take their running back because we need that running back. To be, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I hate every single mock that mocks a running back to us. I hate it with passion. Anyway, is there a possibility at all? You think? I mean, is an early running back? I don't think so. Maybe at second, but even that is a very, very, very long shot. In the third, maybe fourth or later, they usually pick a running back in every draft. So, so Ingram, this you know, is before Lamar. Ingram's coming back. You have Justice Hill. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and Gus Edwards. Right. So where does now, a running, where would a running back fit in the depth chart? Is he compete with Ingram? It will RB three. This is why I don't understand the whole RB uh, first round running back. Yeah. Especially, I mean, if it is a running back that can return, we don't have a really good returner. Then, but again, fourth round or later. Yeah. I see the point. Yeah, you can put him in the returner, and then an Ingram. Oh, none of these guys are going to return though. Hey, Sonny. No, no. Go ahead, man. What do you think of Denzel Mims? I like Mims. You like I think Mims? Mims. I think Mims is look the receiver that I want is a physical receiver. I think we had the speed on Hollywood Brown. I want for uh, Lamar what Joe had in Anquan Bowling. That's the type. Now Mims is not Bolden, but I'm looking for that bigger frame. We got Boykins last year, and yeah, but he's more of a developmental guy. Mims, if Jefferson is there, that's another guy that I like a lot. You know, Pitt, one Pitt, like Pittman at all. I love Pittman in the second round. I love T. Higgins. So one of those receivers are the receivers that I would like. Oh wow, T. Higgins is going to be in the second round, huh? That's that's what I mean. They're, they're, this mocks this years are all over the place. Wide receiver, wide receiver class is just so incredibly deep. It all, so it all, it all depends. It all. This is why I said. Also, go ahead. 
what do you think about getting an edge rusher there? Like a Yator Gross Matos? I don't like Yator. I don't like Yator. I'm not a fan, but I like Epinesa. I don't know if he's silly. I like Epinesa a lot. I'm not a big fan of Yator. Um, is Judon down in Baltimore? Or is that, or, I no, mean, I think, I think they, they don't want to pay him the, the money that he wants. I think he's going to play under attack this year. I think that's that's what but, it is. By chance, can we get a quick recap of who all went before yeah, the yeah, raid? Yeah, of course. Just cut off a little bit. Okay. So Henry Rux with pick 11. Jeff Gladney, corner, went to the Raiders. CeeDee Lamb went to San Francisco. Wirfs to Tampa. Beckton to uh, Broncos. Kinlaw mm. to Atlanta. Fulton went to um, the Cowgirls. Fins went to Tom. Uh, I'm sorry, the Dolphins no. got Andrew Thomas. They got Judy. Jerry Judy at 19. At 19. Yeah, Judy, Judy was a third wide receiver. Xavier <laughs> McKinney uh, went 20th. Uh, Jefferson went to Eagles. Chase on. That's a guy that I like. To the Vikings. Jordan Love to the pa- uh, Patriots. <laughs> the Aints got Mims. Jalen Johnson corner goes to the Vikings and Delpit goes oh, to what happened? Okay, so I have a situation there for 23 with the Patriots. I think it's gonna get interesting here with them. Um I know that they drafted Sony Michelle a couple years ago, mm-hmm. but I think Phil Belichick didn't get rid of Tom Brady the way he did without a real plan. And I think we're gonna see that manifest itself in this draft. Now, this is just me. Talking out the side of my neck, I don't know anything. But Mm -hmm. I think it's very possible that it's some combination of maybe pick 30 or they could trade back into the first round so they can get their fifth-year option on the guy that they want at quarterback. It's not Jordan Love. I think Jalen Hurts would make a ton of sense for Bill Belichick. Well, you want the fifth-year option on the quarterback. You want the fifth-year. You're, you're, you're fifth year. Yeah, if you're going to draft them, you might as well get them with the fifth-year option and you know spend a little bit more on them. And then with the 23rd pick, maybe maybe you can spend it on a guy like J.K. Dobbins and really just go all in on changing your offense to being run-heavy, play-action-based, yeah. which Jalen Hurts can go. And if you look at Jalen Hurts and his personality and how he handled things at Alabama, um, I think he has a lot of traits of a Belichick mode kind of guy. I mean, this is a yeah. down-to-business dude. I remember him in Oklahoma. He would beat guys by like 40, and then you will go to him after the game. He's just like Kawhi Leonard after the game, just like, yeah. I'm on to yeah. the next one. He's yeah. a very Patriots uh, kind of yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, I love I, his personality. It's a good point. Yeah, and I think Bill Belichick's going to really enjoy that, see the athleticism there, and think maybe he – I don't think it's going to be the Raven system he's going to run there, but he's going to think of something where it's like, hey – I can have him work in a different way, like kind of like how the Bills do Josh Allen and kind of make that my next move. I think Bill Belichick's going to adapt in a way that people aren't used to because I, I just can't believe he's going to go into a season with Brian Hoyer and, and, and Cody Jared, Petzler. Jared the, Stidham. Don't forget the, about Jared Stidham. And Jared Stidham, the failed Browns all-star <laughs> team as his quarterback depth chart. I just don't think that's his plan. It's a really good point you make about you know transitioning to a more run-heavy offense there in New England because I think that's something they wanted to do last year more of using the fullback. But then what was their fullback's name Devlin? He got hurt last year, and that yeah. you know that that kind of threw everything uh, up in the air for them. And they had to, they had to change on the fly. They went you know they went out and traded um, for that wide receiver from Atlanta that I'm going to forget his name oh, now. Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed Sanu. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think. Um, I think. With Belichick, Belichick always operates on market inefficiencies. Mm-hmm. Where can I get the market inefficiency? He's going to say to himself, people aren't going to value this dude because he can't really throw that well. 
I feel like I can work something. I, he he won games with Matt Castle, um, so right. he can he can play with dudes who can't throw. Um, yeah. And you know, I think he's going to figure out like, hey, people aren't valuing running backs and they aren't valuing Jalen Hurts. I'm gonna go ahead and take advantage of that market inefficiency. And we talked about earlier, nobody wants to pay their running back, so you know you can reload on these running backs in kind of a new era kind of Belichick system. Yeah, I already know how he does his thing with wide receivers. He likes to get short, more technical guys in there, like slot guys. Um, that can help him out, which are going to work with a run-heavy offense anyways. Um, I, this is a dude who operates a lot on market inefficiency, and I just see a big opening with market inefficiency right there when it comes to Bill Belichick. I, I think that's something to look for. Yeah, it's a good point. So for me here, the Ravens will definitely look to trade back position and how this board is falling. You can think maybe the <laughs> Patriots also, if you think about the Chargers might be wanting to move up because they drafted a a quarterback and they need Lyman and help and might they might want Isaiah Wilson, they might want Caesar, they might want uh, Austin Jackson or Cleveland. So those are teams that might be jumping. Also, the the Giants they didn't they went with Isaiah in this month. Also need tackle help. Also need lineman help. I think the Ravens in that position will be looking to trade back because we're not doing trade backs here. Kenneth Murray is an intriguing one. Uh, Cesar Reese and AJ Panessa will be my top three to draft here. I think I'm, it's, it's because I'm a little biased, but I like my guy AJ Panessa too much to pass. Solid pick. Yep. Okay, so here he goes Mr. Blue Stripes. The Chiefs getting oh. J.K. Dobbins there at 32. I have argued this. I have argued that the Chiefs should get, the, if the top running back is still there, they should. Remember how they, they're still explosive, but when Kareem Hunt was there, they were way more explosive than they still that they were during the Super Bowl run. I mm-hmm. mean, they were so hard because now not only the crazy receivers out there, they have this elite player coming out of the backfield, not only on the running side and on the uh, receiving side. It was really good. I think they should yeah. go back to that. Anyway, Ace, it's your pick. Uh, Edward Delaire might be a better pick for them. I'd like to see, uh, <laughs> if we can go by position, I'd like to see the offensive tackles available, please. OT, you have Isaiah Wilson, you have Cleveland. Okay, and I, I gotcha, gotcha. Let me see the wide receivers real quick. Wide receivers, you have Ayuk, Hamler, Pittman, Chanel. That is crazy. You guys you like Ayuk? I, I like him. In the second round, yeah, not in the first, but second. Last thing that I want to see is uh linebacker position. I think what Zach Brown still there. Murray's still there, Jordan yeah, Brooks is there. Well, um, this is okay. a tough one. They list Bond as an edge, yeah, he's an edge guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bond is still there. Um, so, yeah. if the Bengals were in this situation, I think what they would do is actually move back, uh, being that. They have a guy like Zach Bond on uh, the radar. They have a guy like T. Higgins still there. It would be hard for them to make uh, some choices, but they also have quite a few tackles there as well. I think in this situation, they would likely move back probably to about 37 or 38 and take that extra pick possibly in the third round uh, to try to catch another guy. Uh, But for right now, Given that I just drafted Joe Burrow, the future of my franchise, given that I see that there are a lot of receivers still left over, given that I'm seeing a lot of linebackers still left over, I do see some edges that I like. It's tough between Zach Bond and this guy. 
but I'm going to go with Isaiah Wilson, and I've got to protect Joe Burrow. I've got to make sure that that offensive line is where it should be. Uh, when John Williams coming back, yes, Bobby Hart cannot start. It's not happening. Sorry. Would the Bengals be looking maybe to trade up to get a guy like Cecil Reese, the best center in the in the draft? No, the Bengals are pretty much set at center. Uh, we ended up getting lucky. That was one of the few uh, bright spots on the offensive line. They ended up having a guy, Trey Hopkins, uh, undrafted guy that really shined for them, uh, was way better than Billy Price, unfortunately, for Billy Price. Um, so he was actually the lone bright bright spot on the line last year. Okay. So picks, just, just to recap, because I know it's Quincy's pick, Brandon Mayuk went right after um... – the Bengals pick, and then Yitor, Gross Matos to the Lions, Zach Bond to New York, Noah, whatever his last name is, from Auburn, corner. AJ Terrell, corner, went also to the Panthers. Jonathan Taylor, running back, uh, went to the Dolphins, and Marlon Davidson, I like him a lot, to the Texans. Mm-hmm. Your pick, Mr. Quincy. All right, so we have some options here. Um, if you don't mind, let me see the inside defensive lineman. Big boys, the big boys. You have Ross Blacklock uh, from TCU. Like- oh, Matabuke. My guy. <laughs> my guy. That is my dude right there. Roquan Davis. I got another guy that I like a lot. David Devon Hamilton from Ohio State is also there. Man, I don't even know him, and I watch Ohio State, so I'm going to just have to pass on that one. Uh, let's see. Position. Uh, no tight ends, because the tight ends are all terrible in this safety. draft. Tight ends are bad, yeah. Ooh, Antoine Winfield's still there, safety. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Antoine Winfield here. I'm going to go Antoine Winfield. Yeah. <laughs> It's like we know where Tony wanted. How are you thinking about a safety after Minka? Minka's supposed to be the no, they, they, they have no back. They, they, well, they like to play three safeties, and they have uh, no third safety right now. Makes sense. Okay, yeah. so Rock Blacklock went after the pick for the Browns. Mm-hmm. Cleveland went to the Bears. Jalen Hurst, there's the pick uh, to the Colts. DeAndre Swift, and I think that's a good pick for the Colts, by the way. DeAndre Swift. Kenneth Murray. Um, <laughs> To the Broncos, can have I think the, Ra- the Ravens could have traded up maybe to get Ter- overrated. Terrell. He's overrated, in my he, opinion. In the second, in the second round, it's not a bad pick. Terrell Lewis, I, th- I think a guy that I also like, went to the Falcons. Austin Jackson to the Jets, and now the first pick for your Squealers, and we're up. All right, show me quarterback. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Eason, right? You want me to draft Eason? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, here's the thing with the Steelers right now, right? I mean, like, they want a running back. I mean, I, think, I don't think the Steelers have a glaring need at really any position, but running back would be the closest you would say. Uh, right? We have a need in one position. Yeah, yeah, quarterback. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the other one could be interior defensive line would be another spot uh, that the Steelers could be looking. Uh, I know Matabuke is still there. So is Raekwon Davis. Um, Matabuke sounds like a stiller to be honest, or Raven. He <laughs> I does. think they had him in for. I think they had him in for it. Well, not a visit. Not a, had him in for. I should say had him in for a visit. I believe they talked to him on Facetime. Yeah, um, sounds like a dude they have on special teams, just like for like two years. Forget <laughs> <laughs> about Tuzar Skipper. That's Tuzar. Um, oh man, safety. Right. Look, safety. So now safety. Safety was going to be Winfield. I, you know. Okay, so they have. Show me running back. 
Come on, man. You know you want to take Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You're in I, love with him. Okay, I You're love Clyde absolutely Edwards Hilaire, in love with him. I, the Steelers won't take him. Five seven, two hundred. I mean, this you know, and and I got to give credit here to Alex Kazora of Steeler Depot, who does a lot of good reporting on this. But the Steelers have a type at running back, and that type is five ten, two twenty plus. Hey, uh, you could rotate him and James Conner in and out there. You know, have him. Listen, I love I love Ch. I love love him a lot. Um, Cam Akers is another guy I'm sure that they're going to like a lot too. Cam Akers, you know, played behind a terrible. I was watching some tape on on Cam Akers, and you can't help but feel bad for the guy because yeah. he's got look. He's got really good tools. He played behind one of the worst offensive lines in college football. Yeah, and just I mean, just, and not even I, I shouldn't even say that. He played in one of the worst offenses in college football because the quarterbacks did him no help uh, at all there either. So Akers could easily be the pick. I don't know that I want to reach on Akers though. Uh, wide receiver. Real quick, before I take Akers. Before I take KJ Hamler, so speedy guy on the outside. You still have Pittman, LaVisca, Higgins. La- La- How do you guys feel about LaVisca? I'm, I go I go back and forth on him because all the injuries think, that he's had, but I think he's the most talented player with the ball in his I hands. LaVisca, if you know how to use him, he can be a weapon. Yeah. But you, you have to know how to use him. If not, then you have Cordell again. Well, remember, the Steelers went all that wildcat and crap last year. Like They, you yeah, know, they tried to get super creative, so... Uh, he could be a, an interesting player. I think they're going to – the problem with like, the medical rechecks and all that, they can't have him this year. So uh, I thought the Steelers were good with Deontay Johnson. Yeah. No, no. Deontay's not a burner, though. I, yeah. what, what happened to the guy from uh, Kent State that they had that was like a burner? Uh, I forget his name. Dree Archer? Dree Archer, yeah. Like, I, I've Dree never Archer. felt like they found a way to actually use Dree. The, the problem with Dree Archer is that just because you run 4-2 – And he's going to stay healthy. Yeah, so just, James Washington just, isn't the answer? Is that what I'm hearing? No, no, you just keep adding. It's a, it's a passing league. You just keep <laughs> adding options at wide receiver. James uh, Washington. Oh. James Washington, comeback player of the year. We, look, we've established this, guys. We've established this. <laughs> CD Lamb, James one. Washington. There's no difference. Juju's the number one. <laughs> James Washington, comeback player of the year. And Deontay Johnson is actually the most talented of the three. I think we're all in agreement. Okay, so who you want? Uh, you right, so it, for me here, it's, it's between Pittman. Pittman, look, Pittman's a, another receiver they would love because he's he's a big guy. Uh, he's a big guy who plays like a small receiver. They're, they're going to love that about him. But this wide receiver class is is too deep. Go go, just take Cam Akers because I think that's the most realistic. They they got to take a running back. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna want Akers as much as it hurts me to pass up Hilaire. If it was me in the draft room, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is your pick. But unfortunately, the the Bills. I know that hurt for you to not take Clyde Edwards Hilaire because you have mentioned him like ten times throughout this stream, yeah. unprompted. Yeah. <laughs> yes, your boy. Can't can't get enough of him. <laughs> uh, okay, for us here, uh, there's a couple ways we can go. Willie Gay's a possibility there. I like Jeremy Shin. Also, he could be a possibility hey, to play somewhere. Okay, we can stay there for now. Right, I like Roquan Davis. Also, uh, Uche. Another Jonah Jackson, another possibility. There's a lot here for us. I know we have a pick later on, or not that far. Um, man, I think I'm gonna go. Oof, I'm I'm debating him hard. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jonah, just so so we can have a guard there for um to work the. The possibility oh, they took my boy, the Rams. Amen. And Justin, I'm out of off the board. Off the board. Okay, and here for us will be uh, T. Higgins. I would have picked the receiver in the previous. You're gonna pick, pick Higgins above. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't yeah. like Higgins' play speed. I think he might. He just might not translate to the NFL. If you watch his highlights, and it's it, you, you figure there's no way. But I prefer. Oh, somebody just took Willie Gay. Willie Gay, he gone. Let's see the linebackers, please. T. Higgins, nice pick. You have yeah, Malik Harris, really Aiken, Davis, Gaither, Logan, Evan. It's a bunch. Man, this is gonna be a crucial one. Let's see the. Yep, let's see. Lavisca, if you want receiver, Uche. Uche still available? Yep. I'm an idiot. Why I would? <laughs> it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's not real, Tony. It's okay. <laughs> it's all apart. You don't understand. <laughs> he ain't gonna be there when you pick next. Uh, no, he make it. I'm the sorry. Bengals are probably debating right now whether they should go with an edge rusher, a wide receiver, or a linebacker. Receiver, uh, uh, it's also there. Yeah, Donovan Peoples would be too. very intriguing to go with. Do you like Peoples uh, Jones? I'm, I'm between him and I'm between him and Curtis Weaver right now. Uh, let's see. Let me think about this. I'm thinking about fit and scheme. Uh, man, that's a tough one to pick between. Hold on one second. You think the need is more on the edge side? I, I would agree, I would argue the edge is probably more of a need for you guys than the wide receiver. Yeah, I get the trenches right. Yeah, we got to get the trenches right. That's what I'm I'm wondering about right now between Weaver or Uche or Julian Aquara. I'm looking up the profile right now. Okay, I am gonna go with Curtis Weaver. Curtis Weaver. From Boise. Now, I will say in here, the Ravens might. Oh! What, what happened? Your boy Usha went out? No. Malik Harrison? Damn. Aviska? Damn. I was, about to, I was about ready to dance out of here with Malik Harrison. Oh. That's your boy? From <laughs> OSU? Uh, Brown's a linebacker. I think him and Malik, I think him and Mac Wilson would be a really nice pairing there for two athletic young linebackers. Um, He's thinking he's going to Let's see. Still there. Yeah. What position are you looking for? Uh, I got to reevaluate now because they took my guy. <laughs> uh, let me see inside offensive line. See if there's anybody available there that I like. Damian Lewis. I like Damian. Um, Moody. A lot of people like Moody. Uh, what about D tackle? Let's go D tackle. Your boy, Ohio State, David Hamilton. Yeah, I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he one of them dudes is like, oh, Chase Young ain't on the field, huh? <laughs> oh man, okay, tackle. No, you already got a tackle. No, we already got tackle. Safety. Um, we already got safety, really, because like, we signed Carl Davis. Linebacker, you have Aiken Davis Gaither. Man, I don't want no Pac-12 linebacker. <laughs> He's pretty small too. I don't like. I don't like Gaither's size. Yeah, he's small. All right. Um, People Jones. And let's go back to uh, inside offensive lineman again. Let me see something real quick. Lewis is the highest rate. I like Lewis from LSU. LSU. Hold on a second. I got to look up something. 
Gotta do my research. This is how the draft's gonna be held on the ESPN. Yeah, this is it. Here. We're doing it live. <laughs> it's live. You guys file. are all getting a preview of what's gonna happen on Thursday. Mm, let's see. Can you, you want me? yeah, I want the inside offensive lineman again. So Moody is the other one. Moody. Uh, these aren't great options here at 74, though. No. No, these aren't. Uh, yeah. Damian Lewis is, is fine. I think linemen get overdrafted, too, man. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to the all-big board real quick. Yeah, nobody I'm in love with here. Yeah, I'll put a God, no, we don't need a tight end. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll pull the trigger on. I'll pull the trigger on. Um, Jeremy Chin on Duggar the, on the on the inside yeah, offensive lineman, the guard. Oh, oh, for Lewis. Yeah, I like Lewis. I like Lewis. Yeah, I, I pulled a trigger on him. We need a guard just to throw in there for competition's sake, um, and also, you know, shore it up. I believe in. I believe in too much for offensive linemen. You got to have too many to make sure you have enough. So that's my philosophy on that. Damn, they took Malik Harris. That really messed me up because I probably could have got him in. Ugh, I hate that team. Whatever team did that. The Chiefs. No, no, it wasn't the Chiefs. Who it was wasn't it? the Chiefs. It was a freaking – it was a team of blue. Yeah, it was Panthers, right? Yeah, freaking Panthers. Yeah, Panthers. <laughs> okay. All right, Sonny, you're up. Where are you looking? Ah, uh, okay. So linebacker is a possibility here. Uh, Chase Claypool's there. I know my Ravens guys there in the chat. They probably be loving if, we, if I pick uh, Claypool, but I not took T. Higgins. Not, I'm not taking him. I like Tory Pride as a backup uh, corner for the future. Maybe, maybe we can play slot. Um, I know a lot of people also like Moss. I'm not big on Moss, especially there. So I'm actually gonna go with Logan Wilson, linebacker, Wyoming. Is that a shot at? Um, oh, why am I blanking I everybody's name tonight? <laughs> okay, so here we go. The clowns' next pick. Oh, Jake Fromm's available. <laughs> uh, Chase Claypool, wide receiver here from Notre Dame. Um, yeah, Antonio Gibson. Thaddeus Moss does intrigue me. Just because I like him as a player, I really do. I think he's very, very a tremendous player. Um, but it's just like, where are we going to fit him unless we're going to get rid of David and Joku? And you know, that could be an argument that could be made there, even though David's a bigger player um, and you have more invested in him. But you know, they both can't block. Um, I sound like Bill Belichick here. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's scroll down a little bit. See, see, see what we got here. There's a, there's what position a are you looking for? At this point, you know. Linebacker? I like Troy Dye. I don't know if he's still At this still point, there. I'm not even looking at players as much as I'm looking at just guys Who's that it? I like. You know, who fits, who doesn't. Because you, know, you, you got your guard and your your tackle here. So now you know, you're probably just looking for death. Scroll down a little bit. A more? Yeah, a little bit more. Let's see. Yeah, KJ Hill there. That's a little early for KJ Hill, ain't it? Uh, well, you have pick 115, so you have another pick in the near future. Yeah, that's like a luxury pick. Um, 
Uh, let me see linebackers. <laughs> Make my special teams coach happy. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bocci Jr. <laughs> let, let me see that profile on Joe Bocci, linebacker out of Michigan State. Yeah, it's a Michigan He's State stopping. linebacker right there. Fifth Six two two thirty. Not athletic. Yeah, look at that. Look at the difference between that pro and con paragraph. Pro. What round are we still in the third round? Yeah. yeah. You guys have picked. A, I'm just saying, you guys have picked a lot. All right. Linebacker. Look at this. The pro. He shows up and he's in his spot. The cons. Everything else. This is no. You know. <laughs> Who made this? See, look at this in-depth <laughs> scouting report yeah, they have. He literally took the last linebacker, bro. That was the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Browns are just gonna have to do. You know what? This is gonna be a good year to get undrafted free agents because there's gonna be a lot of guys who are gonna fall through the cracks that are gonna be gems. Um, so I'm not drafting a linebacker. Let's let's go back to some positions that actually matter because that's just. <laughs> That was just disheartening. This is that, was, that hurt my feelings. Uh, we still haven't draft uh, inside the lineman. Yeah, let's see who we got there. Let's go there. Lecky Fotu. Oh, let's see what he looks like. Let's Isn't look. he a nose tackle? He's a nose, right? Yeah, he's more of a nose. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, we need a fat guy. You know what I mean? He won that run stopper. <laughs> What's his spark score? I wonder what he ran in his 40. <laughs> Zero, I think. He's 6'5", 337. And then By the you way, have... did you guys see Makai back then run the 40 at like 370? Yeah. A five flat? He, he's as fast yeah. as Jameis Winston at like 120 more pounds. That is, yo, I'm going I'm to be honest with you. If I'm not like a star player, I'm not running in front of that, dog. Like, I'm going <laughs> to Especially with everything going on, you're not paying me. That's hazard pay. Like that's a, that is a legitimate like that's a small vehicle. Like that is a motorcycle. Like a legitimate yeah. or not? Yeah, but that, that's I got that's you. Just, that's just ooh. I mean, big boy didn't run that bad of a forty. <laughs> he ran a five fifteen. <laughs> it's not terrible. It's not like a six. <laughs> you know what I mean, so you want four two? I'm warming up to it. Hold on, big guy from (laughs) from Utah. Let me do a little bit more research. I hope the Browns do a little bit more than that. (laughs) Oh man, it pops up. You know, you can be taught that. You know, I mean, it's feet doesn't gain enough. You know, (laughs) does look like a situational guy. Yeah, I guess the run. Hold on, wait. Who's Mike Pinnell? That's who they're comparing him to. Is this guy a bum? (laughs) I've never heard of him. So never heard of him. More than likely, he's a bum. Fourteen and five years. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) He's a defensive tackle that wears sixty-four. No, it just has no. It's another one of those positions with no value because you you, he can't play on passing downs. All right, let's let's get out of this position grouping because this is what what are the positions with actual because like everybody's like it goes from ninety-nine to one (laughs) forty-two. Yeah, yeah. Why, why yeah. Receiver, I think why I think there's a guy that is a running back, but it's more of a catcher running back, more yeah. of a receiver playing running back. Yep. Uh, he was Hawk, a receiver at, at Memphis, if I'm not mistaken. He, he, yeah, he, he, he's from Memphis. He lined all over the place. If you want another tackle, 
Uh, there's uh, Charles, there's your boy Moss, running another running back there. Brian Edwards, another uh, receiver. I like him. Uh, another safety, Kevon Wallace. Uh, Amit Robinson. Hmm. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to just pull the trigger on Thaddeus Moss, see what I can make out of him. Thaddeus Moss. You can, you can you always... four tight end sets? I mean, like, you know, just let him develop a little bit. I don't think he's going to play, you know, the first year. But, you know, yeah. maybe you let David and Joku go next year. You have an answer. So here's the Steelers. Uh, All right. Pick, and the we're play, players that went out after that pick was Claypool, uh, Bam, Barch, uh, Kareem, and Zuniga. Um, okay. You want Antonio Gibson? Uh, no. Jake Brown. <laughs> I, already t- I already took Cam Akers. Jake uh, so now, let's look at quarterbacks. Let's look at quarterbacks. Let's go over the quarterbacks we're not going to take. At this point, you're being stubborn. Jake Fromm's right there. Yeah. No. Let's go quarterback. Yeah, let's see what quarterbacks are available. Uh, nope, don't want any of those guys. All right, moving along. Let's look at wide receiver. <laughs> no Jake Fromm. Okay. No Brian Jake. Edwards from okay, South Okay, Brian Edwards is a guy I like a lot. Because if you pay attention to any of the, the, like, the advanced analytics stuff, his breakout age was 17. He's, uh, he's incredible. But you watch his tape, and he's a little less incredible on tape. Um, and the problem with him is he, is he plays more of a, a big slot type of player. The Steelers need more of a burner. Um, I think I can get a burner probably later in the draft. KJ so, Hill. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there's one I'm eyeing later in the draft. Um, all right, let's go to, uh, all right. Well, I didn't look at edge last time and Uche was there. Let's look at edge real quick. Just so I don't screw this up. Bradley Anai, Alex uh, Hicksmith. Uh, yeah. I, I like, I like the kid from Charlotte. All right, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm probably going to end up taking him, but let me see safety real quick. Safety? Kevon Wallace is still there. Oh, Kevon Wallace is really good, too. That sounds like a stealer. Yeah. Oh, like, like, <laughs> like, Kevon Wallace, Pittsburgh stealer. Yeah, here's a uh, take Bowden. Yeah, he's a wide receiver from Kentucky. And Lynn here's. Bowden? Oh, that's O2. early. O2 could play nose. Yeah, no, but there's no positional value in nose. Uh, you want Wallace? Although, although, if I get an edge, he's going to compete with my boy Skipper. <laughs> Skipper! Uzar, Skipper, and Ola. <laughs> All right, we're going to go Kevon Wallace. We need, like, the Steelers need a safety. They have no depth right now at safety. Kevon Wallace can play uh, as a, that third safety. You know, like, you don't want him playing over the top, but you, you're hoping that Minka doesn't get hurt, so... Okay, here's the Ravens pick now. Here to steal another one of my players again. What player do they steal? A couple of them. Logan T. Higgins, Wilson. Logan Wilson and T. Higgins. Okay, so a guy that I like here a lot, if he was he still here, is Bradley Anai. Anai is a guy that I like a lot. I liked it, what I see for him in the Senior Bowl, and we usually pick a guy from the Senior Bowl. Um... I think he can go receiver again. Man. I know I know a lot of Ravens fans like these two, but I'm going to pass in these two. Uh, yeah, KJ, KJ, KJ Hill, I'm leaving it there for Quincy because Quincy's picking it on 115. Uh, you know what? Hey, F it. I'm going to take Bradley and I. It's all all right. right. Let me see the interior offensive lineman. It's bad. <laughs> Logan okay. Stenberg, uh, oh, 
like any of those. Solomon Kinley. Nah, I'm good. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at the tackles. Who about to draft an offensive lineman from San Diego State? Like, come on now. That was. <laughs> I've never seen a block. They didn't. Um... Um, the Chargers draft the guy Lamb or something like that from one of the one of the schools a couple years ago. It was a gar. All right, um, wide receivers. Barnett, Edwards, Van Jefferson, and KJ Hill, which is Quincy's next pick. Linebackers. See, see, you shady, Sonny, because you're trying to get him to pick KJ Hill. To make <laughs> I'm thinking about Marcus Bailey, but he's injured. So I I don't think that I can take him in the fourth round. But he, to me, is one of the best linebackers of this class. He just ended up having a torn ACL. So I can't take him. So let me go with – I'll go with Van Jefferson, wide receiver. Van Jefferson. Good route runner. Good route runner. Oh, can you heal? Can you heal? He made it. Look right. at that. He he made it. The the top wide receiver right now. Only because the Cardinals went with somebody else, not named KJ Hill. All right. So we're gonna go KJ Hill here. I think he's gonna be kind of the Browns backup plan just in case Jarvis Landry starts to get a little bit too expensive down the road. Or or you guys could trade OBJ. That's another one. Why would we do that? That's how I've, not heard, I've not heard one compelling reason why the Browns would trade Odell. But I've heard all the reasons why, like, oh, yeah, the Browns are going to trade Odell. Did you, by the way, let me vent real quick. Um, <laughs> the Browns are about to trade Odell Beckham for next year's second and fifth pick. Come on, son. Minnesota. I, know, I, know, I know we the Browns, but, like, stop. Like, stop. Like, that's not something to ever. That, that would be, like, the worst trade. That was just, come on. Come on. That was a troll. <laughs> 2021, okay. second and fifth. All right. We're up uh, again. Albert O. No, we're not taking a tight end. Uh, okay, so wide Bowden. receiver. Is, yeah, Bowden is still available. Yeah. Your and boy, here's, your boy, That's what your boy said. Right, listen, I know. I know. No, listen, Chad's going to Chad's gonna be upset when I don't take him. Hey, Sonny, I think you should think about taking him. Go, go wide receiver real quick. Let, let me see all wide receivers. There's another guy that I like a little bit more. Yeah, there's another guy well, I like a little bit think more. Think about with uh, Bowden for for the Ravens. Like he's a guy who has some experience at quarterback. You can probably like push him in there too. And mm-hmm. some of those, like if you want to give Lamar a little bit of a breather, yeah, break, like, yeah. why not? Right? We have RG three for that. Yeah, but RG three ain't got no legs. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got no knees. No knee. No, he's a coach at this point. He's that coach. And okay. he'd still beat the Steelers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. No comment. Uh, all right. <laughs> there are some wide receivers I still like. And I think this is around the time the Steelers should be taking a wide receiver. You have another pick. Yeah, we, we, we got a couple. Yeah, we got, this is, this is actually, there. This is, I think, the pick we got from the Dolphins in the Minka trade. Uh, it's actually the Titans' fourth-round pick. Um, all right, let me see. There's a comment for Tony there from Troy. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Aren't the Steelers uh, trying to win that game to get a playoff spot too? Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah, they were. <laughs> it's crazy. It was, uh, it was a fun one. Uh, let me see uh, interior defensive line because I still need a nose at some point. Photo man, if photo's still here, photo's still there, man. Photo is still there. <laughs> now we're gonna. Photo. Oh. 
Come on, man. Foto sounds like a Steelers pick. Who the fuck? And he, he looks like Petco, like a young. Like, he's um. Nah, he's like right. Okay, so are there any other injuries I really want? Khalil Davis. All right, uh, show me wide receiver one more time. Just I Jones sounds like a Steeler. Gabriel Davis. Yeah, he's yeah. the burner for his yeah. wide receivers. I'd still be okay with. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's see last names from Liberty. Let's go. Uh, Antonio Gandy Gold. Gandy Gold is good. That sounds like a sounds like a Pittsburgh pick right there. Uh, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll take we'll take Foto if he if he's still around. You gonna take Foto? Foto. Okay. <laughs> Let's see here. So it's my pick. At this point, we're playing house money. Lindo? Albert O is a guy oh, I like. There. Who? Bowden? No, 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 me neither. There's another guy that I like more than Bowden. That That's a little bit of a piece there. I mean, like, he's he's one heck of an athlete. You can do a like lot him. of things with your offense. Like, I don't think he strictly has to be a wide receiver. He could be kind of like – um. He's a returner, too. I like him. Yeah, like, a less, yeah, like a less hyped-up Taysom Hill kind of yeah. a deal there. I think I think there's some value, especially for the Ravens system, with him in it. I think uh, I, I, I would I would investigate that. You would investigate that. Yeah, I would. I, it makes a lot of sense, man. Say something, God forbid, something happens to Lamar Jackson. I feel like you can, you can do something with him and RG3 as a combination piece there to keep that offense going more than you would with RG3 for more than one game because, God forbid, RG3 has to start for more than one game. I know he's undefeated from last year, but, you know, let's not play with <laughs> So the question that I have here, because the problem is the next two picks and then – we don't have a pick for for oh no we have a fifth round pick. Y'all gonna draft that corner right there from Iowa? Yeah, or Jamudia or whatever. <laughs> I bought his last name. Yeah, maybe. Ah, uh, Lynn Bowden, Alberto. Man, I want to see. This is when I'm doing my mocks. This is when I trade back quick because there's there's so much stuff that I so I want more picks. Ooh, Candy Robinson still available there. Safety. I mean, he's a developmental guy, but he's good. Yeah, he was in the XFL, I think. He he had like a year of eligibility left. Yeah. He played in XFL. Was very good playing with grown men. Was a standout player there. Kind of upset. I could you know what? Never mind. <laughs> you can have him soon. Yeah, I don't uh, think so. Been seeing up for a while though. I'm gonna go with my favorite receiver left. Devin Duvernay. Oh my goodness gracious. Luckily, there's still three other guys I like at wide receiver. Devin that was Renee is great. one of my favorite receivers in this draft. Yeah, he's Early good. Pick. It's me again. Look at this. Tony, who you want so I can draft him? Yeah, no comment. You already <laughs> took a wide receiver, though. So, you know. Bowden left? Oh, Bowden's still here. Receivers. I, I, I can go Bowden. Yeah, he's not really a wide receiver. He's a utility guy. Yeah. Wait, how many receivers have you taken so far? Two. Two. You're just going to go load up? Why not? We have well. four. Yeah, Since Hollywood Brown is a is a top five AFC North receiver. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know that's right. You know that is right. You're it preaching is. here. You're our preaching. Hey, you put five more pounds on Bowden. He can he can even run in and do a little bit of running back for you. You know, I like Bowden. He's a I Youngstown. Like, like he's from Youngstown. I know people in like who are related to him. Like you know, I'm kind of biased in that way, but I, I think he has a lot of potential there, man. Uh, it's just three receivers. Mm. 
comparing him to Randall Cobb on the NFL.com. It's a good comparison. Uh, where's the tight ends? We need a tight end, too. I like this dude, Naguara. And he fought in his bowl game, so you know he, like, born yeah, ready. He yeah, he, he born fought. ready. So, That's you know, a red flag right there. Yeah, hey, you got I Marlon get... Humphreys. He already choked a man out on the football field. Y'all yeah. can just have the whole squad out there. Just... Hey, <laughs> hey, don't mess with us. Kenny Robinson. You know what? I'm going to go with Kenny. You pull the trigger on my guy? I'm going to go with Kenny here. That's a good pick. He's like 6'2", very athletic, young, raw player. You're going to get a lot out of him. His instincts are going to be bad at first, but they weren't terrible in the XFL. Again, playing against pro players. That's my boy. All engravings here. My boy. Uh, Okay, so it's the pick of the squealers. Oh, and Bowden's still available, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. I left it for you. Can I pass on him twice? Can yeah. I pass on him twice? Where's your boy? You, it's your boy. He's from Youngstown. That's kind of a local listen, guy. You know the Steelers Reed, love Reed, to take those Listen, teams. Reed's been with me for a while, locked on Steelers fan from way back. Uh, Reed, I apologize. I don't think I'm going to take Bowden. I have a wide receiver I like more. Actually, I have two wide receivers I like more. Show me wide receiver. Maybe I can pass on a wide receiver here and wait even longer. Oh, I probably Gabriel. Probably. I see where Steelers get to. Approach. That's a, that's a pick for you, SMU. Approach. Yeah, Prochet. I think it's Prochet. Man, draft some dude who's gonna have 500 yards in two years. So and so far, I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> running back. I've taken running back, safety, and nose. So yeah. really hit the three guys who are probably gonna see the most playing time year one. I, I would like another corner. I would like another linebacker, uh, and I definitely want to add a wide receiver from this class. Linebacker, Marcus Bailey, Purdue. Mm. Taylor, Colorado. No, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <There> go. <laughs> Got him. Uh, that's true. The uh, All right, go back to people, White. People like him. Uh, wide receiver. Go Bowden, man. Come on. Do your Come on, man. You know Tyler Johnson, Minnesota. Ooh. Johnson. Johnson, another guy, breakout age in 19, uh, very productive. Questions about his athleticism, but the Steelers never, they don't care about 40 times with wide receivers. There goes Bowden. Yeah, well. Wow, both guys that I wanted are both off the board. The I Eagles. wanted Albert O, and I also wanted Albert to o. double back and get uh, Marcus Bailey. But let's see what we've got here. Let's just go on all. Reggie Robinson the second. I'm gonna go with Josiah DeGuara, tight end out of Cincinnati. Oh, Let's I get it, baby. Love that dude. I yes. love that dude. You know what now, though? That's, I would normally joke around and be like, that's a crazy funny pick. You know, they don't want to play to fly the guy in, but you know, this year ain't nobody flying in for them press conferences. Everybody's sky. <laughs> I love DeGuara. <laughs> I would trade you the safety that I just picked for DeGuara. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to need T. Higgins, bro. I'm going to need T. Higgins. <laughs> T. Higgins in the fifth best wide receiver in the AFC North. Okay, so or yeah. Logan Wilson. We can do Logan Wilson. No, I like Logan. Leave Logan alone. <laughs> uh, so in here, there's a couple things that we could do. This is a reach, but I don't have any picks until the seventh round. And I like this dude a lot. And it's from a small school, but 
I like what I've seen from, from the few tapes that I watched. Derek Tuska. North Dakota State guy. Dakota I know about that. State, the Bisons. You don't want to get an edge rusher from North Dakota State, though. I think he might be the max. They kind of like Alabama, where they just run them dudes to death in that F in that subdivision. Um, you can get a good and not a running back, but you can get a good quarterback, maybe. Um, sometimes you can get a good wide receiver out of there, but they they really do kill their interior players at their, that place. Shout out to North Dakota. Well, I don't like North Dakota State. No shout out. Here, here's uh ace six round pick. Six round pick here. You have Tyree Phillips, inside lineman, safety, Jay Reed, and uh, Vaughn. <laughs> and then the, this is the highest-rated linebacker. It's the fourth-highest ra- uh, play right now. Cortman from Miami. Man, I see Miami play. He ain't no. <laughs> I mean, but we're talking about the sixth round here. I mean. <laughs> yeah, this is the sixth round. So, essentially, you're looking for Camp some form. guys that may flash here. Yeah. Special teams too. Special teams as well. Uh, this is gonna be a tough one. Let me see the profile for Tyree Phillips, this in interior offensive lineman. Nope. There you go. No picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually gonna go with. I'm actually gonna go with him. I'm looking him up on NFL.com. He's got a pretty. This is amazing value. It seems like for this guy. I'm gonna go with him. We need to fix that offensive line. Okay. Six point two four grade on NFL.com. So all right. Beyond we'll be the starter in a couple of seasons. I think that's amazing to get something like that in the sixth round. This thing says that your biggest need is linebacker. This Jacob Phillips from LSU. I've seen all them trash linebackers they got available. <laughs> it's not I, an I, easy one to get more I, trash. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just take my chances. Like I'll just sign Scooby right at this point. Uh, you know. Yeah, when Logan Wilson went off the board, linebacker ended for me. Yeah, this is come on now. I was just we just gonna take our chances with small school guys that fail through the cracks because there's no no drive process. At this point, I'm just waiting on a training camp cut. Yeah, and let's be honest. At this point. I don't know who any of these guys are. Let's see where quarterbacks at. Safety <laughs> from Maryland, man. Come on. Quarterback. He played at Maryland. Group. I've watched Maryland play football. Dude, quarterback from Oregon State. Uh, Shay Patterson man. still available. Shay Patterson. Isn't yeah. that like a huge, a huge uh, quarterback? He came from like a small school. He's like super big. I forget small what his name is. No yeah, that's crazy because Shea Patterson was supposed to be like the biggest, like hyped up player two years ago when John Harbaugh yes. brought her to Michigan. And then he ended up being a bum, just like John Harbaugh is a bum at Michigan. Can't do nothing. They both need to go. They've both been terrible. John Harbaugh has been nothing but hype and just bumminess. He makes me mad. I'm not even an Ohio State fan. I'm just a dude from Ohio. He makes me mad that he hasn't made that rivalry right. Competitive as much as he talked garbage about making that rivalry competitive. He has not done anything. We wow. beat Michigan every year. He's yeah. garbage and hype. They need to hire Luke Fickle because he's trash. And you know what? I feel bad for Michigan fans that that's what they have because he's just yeah, been a. You want, you want Patterson's? What you're saying? No, I don't want no Shea Patterson. He can go to Detroit or you know be a camp arm for like somebody else. Uh, I'm just I use that as a a proper time to sh- bury. Michigan, because it's just just a disappointment there. Give, give me off them linebackers, man. I ain't drafting them. Let's see. Let me see all. Let's just go all. It was the biggest <laughs> dude. Gotta go all at this point. Let's go, let's go 
Let, let's go back to inter- all the way. Let's let's go. Trevon Gibson, Travis Gibson. Let's see what he let's see what he looking like out of Tulsa. Oh wait, um, yeah, he's down there about one on Let's see what he's looking like. No picture, but you know, six four two fifty nine. Yeah, is he athletic? What they say? Flexibility. Let's see what that. Just enough to put his feet in. Nah, okay. No, 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 no. We we get on that. We get on that. Uh, let me go inside defensive tackles because yeah, we should draft a fat guy. You know. <laughs> there you, you go. How are you going to stop Cam Akers? Cam Akers is about to run for 200 every game on you guys. I mean, we got a, we have a Miles Garrett. Like, you know. Like, Do you? Do you? We, we have a Miles Garrett. We, <laughs> Here's your boy right here from Michigan State. Adequate. Yeah, six four three zero four. That's not enough. That's not enough beef. I need I need more beef than that. Three hundred. Three twenty one. There you go. You want like the former former sumo wrestler turned football player? Here you go. No analysis. Nah. No analysis. Just just height. Three thirty three. Three thirty three. We went to Utah though. Ah, <laughs> uh, the three thirty three guy. No. Uh, yeah, Utah. Yeah, he went to Utah. It's a dude from UAB. I didn't know they brought their football program back. Shout out to them. Just watch Flumlo video about them. Um, uh, let's go back to all. Let's go back to all. I feel like, you know how, I feel like teams just really just be like, I don't feel like the GMs ever pick these picks. I feel like they just have the intern be like, all right, man. You know, like, <laughs> You know, like when your dad lets you play poker when he got to use the bathroom, he's like, "All right, just fold every time." You know what I mean? Just fold every time. Don't mess it up. Like that's what GMs do. They just give it to their their homeboy and just be like, "Hey, just fold." That's um, receiver Cleveland for Cleveland. I've already drafted enough wide receivers, honestly. Let me get Lamar Jackson. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's unbelievable. Lamar Jackson, baby. He's, yeah. actually, he's actually a decent developmental corner because he's got good size and speed. We just gonna have him be the spy for Lamar Jackson, so we can have Lamar Jackson <laughs> on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, confuse him. It's just it's a we'll never see it coming. So Antonio Gandy Golden, you guys were talking about him. He went. Yeah, I like Andy Golden. My co-host on, or my former co-host on Locked On Steelers likes him a lot. Okay, uh, so I like this dude too, Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings is good too. Yeah. I was actually just watching uh, Matt Waldman's video on Jawan Jennings last night. I like Jawan a lot. Yeah. He's yeah. just slow. The problem with him, he's yeah. slow. Yep. Hey, you can put him in like a flex position. You know? Yeah. No. Look, uh, he's your linebacker. Francis Bernard. Francis he, Bernard. He, he, can't, he can't tackle. His name Francis and he went to Utah. He's only 6'1". Nah, it's not QB. You're positioning a need. Hey, let's go to QB real quick. See what he got going there. See what the yeah, yeah. Let's say I think Shea Patterson is Shea Patterson's growing. I'm reading the chat here. This guy says Shea Patterson was so bad. He'll fit right in with the Steelers quarterback room right now. Uh, <laughs> Shea Patterson might be an upgrade. Shea Patterson's an upgrade over which one? Over Mason or Duck? No, Duck, he's not an upgrade over Duck, but he's definitely yeah, an upgrade Thank over you. Mason. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so who are you on tackle? Well, we could agree on that one. Well, oh, I like Wait. Dane Jackson out of pit, although he is a he's more of a nickel than a uh than an outside corner. But he could be he could be an interesting prospect. Do you want him? Yeah, let's take Dane Jackson. Oh, wait. oh okay. You could because they have eight. here's the thing, they have uh, uh Justin Lane at outside corner. You could have James Cotton can play out there as well. You could have drafted AJ Green. 
that's true. After, after Lamar Jackson, it would have been uh, yeah, would have been a nice pick. I was actually thinking about drafting AJ Green just because. Just for the lows, it's the seventh round. We got to do it. Yeah, Reed. Reed. I think you know the reason why I took Dane Jackson there as a nickel is because yeah, Mike Hilton is probably gone in a year, and then Cam Sutton's going to fit that role, and so Dane Jackson, you know, if he progresses, could play nickel. Uh, let's see, y'all. Benito Jones. Who is Benito Jones? Lamar Jackson was highly recruited out of high school. Uh, let's see, safeties. Shaheem Carter. It's your lucky day. We're gonna pick you. I don't even know who you are, but <laughs> did he even start at Alabama? <laughs> no, he didn't because Zayfim went to Alabama. So hey, you're drafted. <laughs> See, it's gonna be a lot of those picks. That's why somebody gonna fall through the cracks. Be really good on drafted free agents. Okay, so this is my pick. Let me go running back here real quick. Oh, he used to play quarterback, apparently. Ah, uh, you want to That's his priority. Six rounder. As you joke, but like uh, the Browns once drafted Justin Gilbert and then did their research after they selected, much like you did there. But that was the, you, pick of the draft in 2014. So. Do, you, do you like Austin Mack, Mister um, Mister Carter? Uh, you didn't know who he is. Hold on, I, I think I know. I've heard of Austin Mack. You know, he's he, from Ohio State. That's what I know. I'm I know. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let me see his number. Let me see his number because if he, let me. Again, I'm not a diehard Ohio State fan, really. Uh, I, I wanted to pick Juwan Jennings, and he yeah. left. I don't care. Also, point. Max kind of a bum. Don't draft him. You don't draft him. <laughs> I'm going to go with a tiny guy here. Small guy. The smallest JJ. guy, probably. J.J. Taylor, running back out of Arizona. Make him return. He will He will get loose. Here you go, Toby. Right, what we got left? My last pick, the sixth, this is well, at the end of the sixth round, right? Because this is the last deal. No, pick. this is the seventh round. The seventh round. We're in the seventh round? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's my last pick. Um, all right. Well, none of these top guys, because I've taken a wide receiver, I've taken a corner, I've taken a running back. So none of those guys. Uh, what about Edge? Benito Jones. Somebody was talking about him. Who's that? Interior um, offensive line? Or does that say D line? D line. No, no, I already, I, listen, I already took. Foto or whatever his name is. <laughs> Who you want? Uh, let me see Edge. Maybe someone to compete with my boy Skipper. Carter Coughlin, Minnesota. Hey, you got a dude with two last Ooh. names available. Who's that? Smith Williams. Oh, James Smith Williams? Hey, come on now. That sounds like a special teams ace right there. <laughs> they do need a special teams guy. Let's see, if he's under he's a special teams ace. How big is he? Quincy, doesn't this look like a guy from Minnesota? Hold on, hold on. Carter Coughlin has 22 and a half sacks over his three years, eight fumbles. Yeah, dude. dude. Don't do like super small, right? Isn't he super small? He's 6'3, 234. They, you know that you know what the Steelers like this guy. They took a guy from Sutton Smith last year from Northern Illinois. This would fit their mold. Let's go, Carter Coughlin. They need an edge, you know, they just need another body there. Well, they play a three four, but he's he ain't going. He's gonna get pushed around. <laughs> well, Sutton Smith, you know, same deal last year. Maybe they would learn their lesson. The, the, the last pick here is by Mr. Carter. Where is my boy Benito on the board? Make Benito Jones. Benito Jones still there. Benito but, Jones. Read the problem. Green there too. You want AJ Green? AJ Green. Ooh, ooh. 
Ah, already you got win my on Mark Jackson, AJ Green. <laughs> no, I just wanted to get Lamar Jackson just so like still Ravens fans cannot be like, well, you wish you drafted Lamar Jackson, didn't you? I, I did. I did. How about that? Um but AJ Green, I got no envy about AJ Green. I done seen Joe Hayden shut down AJ Green with make him statless a couple times. Um so yeah. Ooh. Hey, Joe Hayden in his prime. He he was he made uh, Julio still in Jones. His prime. Still in his prime. Still in his yeah. prime, by the way. And no, he's not. No, he's not. In his prime, Joe Hayden held uh, in his prime Julio so, Jones to zero stats. Now, I'm not exaggerating. The man had zero stats. I'm baffled that they, that they uh, cut him or trade him, whatever the hell he they yeah, did. Yeah, they was being stupid trying to they lose cut him? games. Yeah, they cut him. They cut him, and then you know they cut him like right at the end of training camp, and it was like, well, I gotta like go somewhere close to like make sure my kids can go to school in the yeah. same school system. So he went to Pittsburgh. They do they set that one up. They really did. They <laughs> it was, really. It was unbelievable. <laughs> the Steelers were so hurting at corner at the time. I mean, it was it was like they, the they, gift from the gods. Yeah, what they did really was set their ex up with their homeboy. They really just did that. They really did that. Um, By the way, Joe Hayden, 2019, five interceptions, most since his rookie year. Just, you know, just, just a little. I know. The Browns gave him, like, two. Uh, <laughs> see. Yeah, let's go Benito Jones here. You know, big guy out of Ole Miss. Jones. Uh, see what happens. Make that monkey jump. Oh, uh, Sonny, can you put Reed's comment up real quick? Because he's talking about uh, – yeah. So the problem with, with a guy like Tipa is that – um, in, in, in a year like this, he has red flags. I mean, he had an assault charge in 2017. Oh. Um, so you know, you just you, you can't meet with these guys. You know, you, you just you can't get a feel for uh, the person. The red flag guys are just gonna they're gonna drop out of this draft, and the Steelers are never gonna go for that. Again, okay. great year to get some undrafted free agents. Yes. So so here are the picks for us: first round, Joe Burrow, Jedrick Wills, and AJ Panessa. Who the Steelers? Steelers nobody. Ah. <laughs> Bungo's pick here, Isaiah Wilson, uh, Antio- Anthony Wilfield. for the for the clown. And Akers was the first round for the Squealers. Uh, second round. First pick. Second first round. pick, yeah. That, that's what I meant. Jonah Williams for the Ravens and T. Higgins. Then Curtis Weaver, Damian Willis. Lewis, sorry. Damian Lewis to the Browns. Logan Wilson. God, I drafted him. I legitimately forgot I drafted him. <laughs> it's been a long show it's been a well, long show welcome damien to the team buddy <laughs> <laughs> i like him uh Thaddeus moss uh kevon wallace anai goes to the ravens van jefferson kj hill photo big boy any robinson and i wish i could just swap these two picks right here tyler johnson josiah the guara derek Tus- or whatever his last name is. Um, Tyree Phillips, Lamar Jackson, Dane Jackson, uh, Carter, safety for the Bungles from Alabama, uh, Taylor, running back from Arizona for, for the Ravens, last pick for the Squealers, Carter Coughlin, and then Benito Jones to close the draft. Yeah, he's going to be a gap murderer there. Um I think also um, an interesting thing that could break out there because I'm not a fan of Tristan Wars as a tackle, but the appeal of Tristan Wars is that you can draft him 
slide him inside guard. And if a guy like Ezra Cleveland's available in the second round for the Cleveland Browns, you have the freedom to draft him. And now you got guards sold up, like locked down with uh, wharfs. And then you have, you know, a solution there for left or right tackle, probably right tackle. You'll put Ezra Cleveland in slide Conklin over the left. Um, so I, I see the appeal to him. I just don't think Tristan Wharfs is a tackle. And okay. I'm not drafting a guard at 10, but, you know. Other That's fair. Okay, my guys. So our stream was almost two hours. Hopefully you enjoyed this. If you like it, subscribe, hit that thumbs up. Also check everybody's channel. They're down in the description below. Um, this is what this channel's all about. Good conversation between the AFC North. We tried to take as much questions as we could. That's probably why we have almost a two-hour show. Thank you for joining the live stream, my guys. We will see you next time. See you. Peace.